0: 深
1: Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation radio podcast network. Now, to get the housekeeping out of the way, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Please check out the BGN Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. I run that, bringing you tons of great Eagles content all week long. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon newsletter from Broad Street with love, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy, get a newsletter delivered to your email inbox every Monday through Friday morning talking Eagles, talking Sixers, talking everything Philadelphia in between. Now, last week was a down podcast. I was going through it. I felt embarrassed as an Eagles fan after going with that 0-2 start, after that loss, that embarrassment at the hands of Sean McVay, who I've criticized for so long as being inferior to Eagles coach Doug Peterson, but McVay has now gotten the upper hand on Doug. I can't take it. It's terrible. And things have only gotten worse since last week's podcast. My embarrassment, I felt as an Eagles fan, has turned to shame. The Eagles and Doug Peterson have violated my dear ideals. The things I hold dear. The lack of aggressiveness. It's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. I'm ashamed. The way that fourth quarter and overtime transpired It's a slap in the face to every Eagles fan out there. It's a disgrace to the city. It breaks the agreement we have with the team, with the franchise, with the players, with the coaches and executives. You play to win the game. We put our faith in you. We put our time in you. You try to win. You try to give us that win that Sunday, that Monday, that Thursday, that Tuesday, that one time we played on Tuesday Night Football. You play to win the game. You don't play to tie. You don't play to to not lose. You play to win. I'm not saying fire Doug Peterson, but the cowardice he showcased, the cowardice he displayed, in the fourth quarter end overtime, were fireball offenses. Now again, I'm not calling for Doug's head, not quite yet. Let's see how this season transpires. This season from hell. But that was a fireball offense, punning for a tie, punning for a tie. That's the guy who wrote the book F- Fearless? Are you kidding me? I'm sweating bullets right now. Getting myself worked up. How do you deal with this misery and anger? I'm going to have to cool myself up. I'm gonna, I am gonna. have some tips for you guys. I need to take them myself. Given how heated I am right now. I'm wearing my underdog's hoodie that I bought from the pro shop for like 10 bucks. A couple months after the Super Bowl back in 2018. It's soaked. I'm soaked. I'm PO'd. I'm illustrating... The toll the Eagles can take on this fan base. But we don't have to take all that upon ourselves all the time, every moment of every day. There are coping mechanisms that we can turn to to help us through this Eagle season, this disaster of an Eagle season, this terrible Eagle season that we did not see coming that blindsided us. A season we haven't seen. Since 2012. I think we're on that pathway to a five-win, a four-win team, a top draft pick. Now, the draft season will be a lot funner than it usually is. I'll be in, you know, my Sixers Liberty Ballers old school mode, you know, scouting college football every Saturday and doing a bunch of mock drafts. That'll be fun, but right now, it sucks. So I have for you guys and gals and however you identify yourselves, 10 coping mechanisms, most of them healthy, not all of them healthy, to help you deal with this Eagles team to deal with the anger and misery and pain they are bringing you and your loved ones and your internet friends and your favorite podcasters and writers. Hopefully I'm included in that. If not, still appreciate you listening and reading. Number 10, self-care. Very general, but very important. Whether you want to go get your eyebrows done, you want to get a manicure, a pedicure. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I get pedicures all the time. They're amazing if you work out a lot, if you you know, have a manual labor job. I do manual labor sometimes to get by. I am unemployed right now, but get, making it work with a freelance life. Sometimes you need to treat yourself and take care of your body. Working out, running, it's important. Get your eyebrows done, get your hair done, get a haircut, get your beard trim, get a shape up. However you do it, take care of yourself. Make yourself feel like the best version of yourself. This isn't a sponsored ad or anything, even though it sounds like it the way I'm reading it. I'm just saying, the Eagles aren't taking care of us. We need to take care of ourselves. Treat ourselves. Make yourself feel better. Be the best you that you are. Look good. Feel good. Because the Eagles aren't making you feel good, but you'll feel good about yourself. And that's the most important thing in the world. Number nine. Listen to some loud music. You know me. You know I love emo, punk rock, all that crap. Blast some music. Go Rage Room on everyone. Dance in your living room. Get crazy. Deftones, one of the formidable new metal bands at the turn of the century, have turned into this experimental band over the ensuing two decades that takes influences from seemingly every genre and – You know, the guitar rule book and is making some of the greatest music that we have today. Some of the best, quote unquote, rock music. I hate that label, but I'll use it right now. Rock music, quote unquote, that we have today. A band that has made consistently great music for two decades. Their latest album, Ohms, came out last week. I blasted it before the Eagles game. I was getting into it, you know, kind of moshing by myself in my living room, really getting amped, hoping that we could go one and two. Turn this ship around. Burn the ships. The ships are sinking. How about that, Zach Ertz? How about that ship, Kelly? You know, you could listen to some great Philly bands, the Menzingers, the Wonder Years 2 standards, and the Philadelphia rock scene. Or you go old school. Listen to the Hooters. And we danced. Music. Everyone's savior. Everyone's saving grace. When you're feeling something, put some tunes on. Put your favorite tunes on. Turn them up loud. Dance like no one's watching. Go crazy. Number eight, watch a true crime documentary. Now, this has become an indulgence of mine following Eagles' losses. Take away the pain of the Eagles killing their seasons and their chances at the playoffs. And check out that coriness, that juriness, that morbid nature, that salacious content that the human race pretends that they don't love, but they truly do deep down inside. It's great. Everyone is in so engrossed in it. I love it. I know this isn't like a new thing. You know, Serial came out in, what, 2014, that podcast, and things have exploded from there. So many different documentaries on every streaming service, podcast, everything. There's, you know, more content than I can ever get to out there, but just go on your streaming service of choice, Netflix, Hulu, whatever, check something out. You'll enjoy it. Some things that I've been watching recently, The Keepers, which is a Netflix original deals with the murder of a nun, Sister Kathy, in 1969 in Baltimore. Lots of scandalous things uh, about the Catholic Church. I went to Catholic school from preschool to 12th grade. So, intrigues me with my Catholic guilt. Going off that Catholic guilt, on HBO, if you have HBO Max, you can find it on there on HBO. It's on HBO original, but it's not a documentary series like The Keepers. It is just a, you know, an hour and a half, two-hour documentary. Mia Maxima Culpa, Silence in the House of God, deals with the cover-ups of sexual abuse scandals uh, in the United States and then in turn globally uh, within the Catholic Church uh, over the course of the 20th century. Um, Again, it seems like I have immense Catholic guilt. Uh, If you're you're listening to this, you went to Catholic grade school, you're intrigued by these things like I am. You may have, you know, have a weird relationship with your Catholic faith. It's worth checking out. Also, we have this is a little bit more sensationalized, but it's very entertaining. Even if it's not the best made documentary in the world, we have. Which originally aired on A&E, that channel, Arts and Entertainment, but is now streaming on Hulu. We have the murder of Lacey Peterson. I don't know if you remember this. Back in like 2004, uh, a man named Scott Peterson uh, was accused of killing his pregnant wife on a boat in California on Christmas Eve craziness. There's so much craziness story. I've, it's one of the first like big crime stories I kind of remember when I was growing up. I was born in 94, so I was like 10 or so right now. Uh, it is kind of back in the news because of uh, a ruling on Scott Penalty. Scott Peterson's case that just came up in California. I won't spoil things too much, but if you want a nice little gossipy watch that deals with one of the you know foremost murder cases of the 21st century, something that led to you know, the gigantic news blob, how we have this the, the kind of the crazy news cycle we're now in. I think that case, that murder of Lacey Peterson, uh, plays a huge role in kind of the media landscape that we're currently in. Number seven, pumpkin cheesecake. So I had some – I had my parents over for the Eagles game on Sunday. Obviously, they lost. So uh, kind of a dour affair after some early excitement, made some Bloody Marys, uh, you know, prepared some – breakfast food, got some bagels from Spread Bagelery, my favorite bagel place in Philly, made some turkey scrapple, turkey bacon, pork roll eggs, had some provolone cheese, was living. But my parents brought over this pumpkin cheesecake. I don't know where it's from. I think they got it down the shore. Can't know the place. It was phenomenal. I wish I could plug the place because people deserve to go there. But it was really good. If you're ever at a, a bakery down the shore, Jersey Shore, you see that they have a pumpkin cheesecake. Check it out because it might be this one. It was so gigantic, gigantic, like five foot, no, not five footballs. It felt like the size of two footballs. It was gigantic. And I had to actually, they left it there. I had to throw it out. It was too much. I had a slice. It was nice to indulge a little bit, but I felt self-conscious about my waistline. It's okay. Everything in moderation. It's okay to indulge from time to time. Have a piece. I didn't necessarily want to eat the whole cake myself. I had to throw it out to protect myself, protect my own mental well-being. But if you want to just go to town on the entire pumpkin cheesecake, go for it. It was delicious. Go find a pumpkin cheesecake somewhere. Probably This is a Wednesday, September 3rd. I'm recording this on the last day, September. This is in October. It's October. It's spooky season. It's pumpkin season. Go find a pumpkin cheesecake somewhere. Number six. This is kind of an obvious one. Watch a good football game. With two good teams in it. So that's not an Eagles game because there will never be two good teams during a game where the Eagles are playing this season. Do not. Do not. I don't know if this podcast is going to come out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. recording this on Wednesday. Tomorrow, we have Thursday Night Football. The Jets and the Broncos. Ugh. That reminds me of those classic, like, 2015, 2016 disgusting Thursday Night Football matches. We have Sam Darnold. Who... Adam Gase may have ruined completely, versus Brett Rippin. Rippin? Rippin? His dad was Mark Rippin, right, from from Washington. There are, though, a handful of really good, interesting games that wet my palate this weekend. On Saturday, we have some couple big-time college football matchups. We have number 13, Texas A&M, against number two, Alabama at 330. That'll be fun. And then at night we have a big time SEC matchup. Auburn Tigers versus the Georgia Bulldogs at 7.30. These times are Eastern, obviously. I live in Philadelphia. If you didn't know, I live in Philadelphia and listen to this podcast. I don't I don't know how you made it this far. But that's some great football. Sunday. Not actually the greatest slate of football ever. You know, we've had some nice matchups so far this season. I have uh, a Sunday ticket for the first time ever. I I talked about this before in the podcast. I'm doing that whole two TV setup. I love it. I adore it. I don't know if I can ever go back to not having two TVs in the living room. But on Sunday, the two games I'm looking out for most, uh, out of all the games, the Eagles game is obviously last. But the two that get me cooking a little bit, get me going. The Colts at the Bears. The Colts are 2-1-1. The Bears were the most surprising 3-0 team in the league. As we all know, Nick Foles came in last week, threw three touchdowns in a four-and-a-half minute span in the fourth quarter to overcome a 16-point deficit and beat the, the choke artist known as the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so Nick Foles threw three touchdowns in four-and-a-half minutes uh, while Carson Wentz has thrown three touchdowns all season. Just... <sighs> What a what a world we live in. What a what a world. This is this is the life of a Philadelphia Eagles fan. We won that one time. We can never win again. I don't mean win the Super Bowl again. We just can never get. We can never win again. Nothing will ever go right. It's the curse. I'll live with it every day. I'll take it for that Super Bowl. But it sucks. That's the place we're at. Where Nick Foles is the toast of Chicago, the last place he ever got a win in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. For all we know, he's going to be the starting quarterback in twenty two. 2022 or something we've seen crazier things and you can never underestimate uh the will of nick falls i guess can't help but root for them obviously the eagles are out for me i'm not someone who like likes having second teams and rooting for anyone else and stuff like that i'm a little weird about that with football but there's no former philadelphia athlete uh i owe as much to i adore as much i am so thankful for the nick Foles. so if the eagles are out of it the bears in the playoff hunt you know i don't want the patriots to win or something or God forbid, Dallas. So go Bears for now. Feels weird saying I don't want to say go Bears. Go Nick Foles. How about we say that? So they're playing Colts who have been fantastic this season. They're two and one uh, led by Frank Reich, who by the day seems to be getting more and more credit for the Eagles success in 2017 as his Colts team is looking good this year and the Eagles look terrible. Nick Foles even credited Frank Wright, I believe today in the media, said, you know, Frank Wright made me the quarterback I am. And I'm just like, oh my God, we're stuck here without Frank Wright. And I'm not even one of those Frank Wright was a genius guys. Obviously, Wright played a huge, huge hand in the success of that 2017, the development of Nick, of Carson Wentz, the taking of Nick Foles from, you know, an average to a slightly above average quarterback to a guy who was playing on a God level against the greatest football player of all time and outdueled him. Anyway, if you missed the 2017 Eagles, the excitement of that NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl 52 win, closest you're going to get is Colts-Bears on Sunday. Then at 425, we have the Chiefs who look like – if you watch them on Monday night, I thought the Ravens were maybe going to win. They were the favorites. Again, they were at home. But that was the first time they were – the Chiefs were underdogs and I think two years. Oh, man. This Patrick Mahomes. Like how did they lose? Their defense isn't unbelievable or anything, but how does Patrick McHolmes lose a game? How do they not win the Super Bowl and go back back-to-back to back or back to back to back to back to back? Who who stops him? Otherworldly, does not look like he's from this planet, this universe. And he reads running this crazy offense that combines every scheme of all time, running somehow like underhand shovel passes that were part of the 1940s Army you know, football team's. Playbook. Unbelievable. And it was right for Andy Reid to leave here. It was time for both parties to split up. Someone whose success, I'm not like a crazy, like, oh my God, we need a root for Andy Reed guy. Uh, but it's wild to see, you know, how innovative he became once he left Philadelphia, even though obviously he had immense, immense success here. Strange, but you know, I'm sure he'll be treated to a Bears uh Chiefs Super Bowl this year, uh, with Andy Reid or like Chiefs or a Bears Cold. It's gonna be a Colts Chiefs AFC Championship game. And the winner of that game will play Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears, because that's, that's how it works for Philadelphians. I bet that's what happens.
0: Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI
2: When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Number five, we have read a book. Remember books? The OG form of entertainment. Um, you know, been making my way through the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series from George R. R. Martin. Huge Game of Thrones guy. Obviously, the series didn't end the way we all wanted it to end on a, on a great note. But uh, going back to the original text, enjoying them, got this box set for Christmas last year. Hopefully, I'll be finished it by Christmas, like 2027. Also reading Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff which is currently a series on HBO. I'm behind on my reading. Who isn't behind on reading? So I haven't you know, finished the book yet. I'm on page like 250. Uh, I want to finish it before I check out the HBO series. I think there are like seven or eight episodes into it. Uh, I did notice that the lead actor in the series will be playing the villain, Can the Conqueror in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Big Marvel guy. So that's cool to check that guy out and see some of his work. Also, reading the boys comic book series. If you're not watching the boys on Amazon Prime. What are you doing? It's like, it's not. A, it's, it is a superhero show, but it's a show that is kind of a critique of the modern society's fascination with superhero programming. So even if you're someone who kind of hates all the superhero stuff, you might actually enjoy it because of the, you know, the satire that's involved. And as gratuitous as the the series can be, as, as over the top the comics are even more so maybe a little too outrageous just for the the sake of being outrageous compared to there's a lot of poignancy in the boys amazon prime series that i think is lacking in in the original text but uh an entertaining read nonetheless if you love the series like i do uh, i do recommend going back and yeah going through the series i think there are like 70 something issues i read like the first eight or so last night and then you know an hour or two entertaining read leisurely entertainment gotta relax gotta relax gotta like dive into your pop culture interest get some more breath in your li- breath in your life beyond just eagles football number four go for a walk remember being outside be socially distant wear a mask obviously but going for a lot of walks lately down on the sports complex I flip the bird at the link in Citrus Bank Park because of the Phillies, kill a dozen or so spotted lanternflies, and soak up some beautiful fall weather. That's what it's about. Hey, it's beginning of October. It's the best weather there will ever be this year. Live it up. Live it up. Number three, have a beer. Kick back, relax, and grab a cold one. A tradition unlike any other. Maybe you're a traditional old man beer guy, person. I love a nice Miller High Life, a Miller Light. I can't go wrong with that. I'm not super into the IPAs and craft beers, but if that's your thing. Go have one. Enjoy yourself. Or maybe just like a nice cider. I also really like the hard seltzers. I'm big into that. I'm really into those. Drank a bunch on Sunday. Um, so if that's your thing, you can check that out. But if you don't drink, you don't drink alcohol. That's understandable. I respect that. No, have yourself a nice coffee or tea or or flavored non-alcoholic seltzer. That could be fun. Enjoy yourself. Have it with dinner, nice home-cooked meal. Maybe do takeout from a local restaurant. Always support your local restaurants, but do some stuff that makes yourself feel better. And know what makes me feel better? A nice cold beer. Number two, pet a dog. Who doesn't love dogs? Weirdo, if you don't love dogs, uh, there's something wrong with him. Go pet a dog. My parents have a dog. His name is Bruce. We got him when I was a senior in high school. I'm 26 now. So a little older. And then Bruce after Bruce Springsteen and Bruce Wayne, obviously. Dog. His world lights up if I walk to my parents' house. Goes crazy in the window. Usually bring him toys. He loves the squeaker toys. He rips them apart. Takes the squeaker out and destroys them in like 35 seconds. It's great. It's the highlight of his day. I miss him as I'm saying this. Yeah, we have to go there. This is Wednesday. You want to stop by Friday and get him a toy? That'd be great. And the number one way to cope with the Eagles being a complete and utter dumpster fire, disaster, tragedy, embarrassment. I think back to what Carson Wentz tweeted on November 3rd, 2009. So he turns what? 28 this year. I'm 26. So he had to be in high school when he tweeted this. And I kind of want to do this right now. I want to do this when I think about the Eagles. He says, I was thinking about cutting off my, you know what? That's what I'm feeling right now. I was thinking about cutting off my, you know what? That's it for me from the bleachers. Seamus Clancy. Go birds, everyone.